You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 656. Do dead legionnaires count as statues? Welcome to episode 656 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am making stuff happen, lad. <laughs> it Fair was, uh, of course, Mother's Day today, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it may, be, it may be the last where I'm the one who has to make everything happen, because I think next year it's going to be their turn. <laughs> ooh, ooh, really? <laughs> but, Sweet. you know, there's, there's still of an age where it's like, if I let it be their turn nothing's gonna happen it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like mom you want to play roblox with us so um it's... it'll be dad do you want to clean up the kitchen from the breakfast in bed that they made for oh, three hours well and that's just it it better better i do that stuff <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah so we had a, uh, a a great mother's day and um you know jan had a good time and uh and her mom came over um and her mom and dad both came over for uh, for lunch and uh, a good time was had by all and so happy mother's day to all the moms out there yay over to you sir hi everybody i am darren noel and i am everything was going great until i took a hot bowl of soup to the crotch kid oh <laughs> yeah that's what they always say Got yeah. <laughs> yep. Minding my own business. Microwaved a bowl of soup because I didn't want anything heavy tonight. I'm like, I'll just have some soup. It'll be fine. I roll over to the couch. I'm watching a YouTube. And before I know it, the pain hit first. And then as I stood up screeching, the liquid went everywhere. <laughs> so, oh, yay. The good news is the cat is still under the couch. Well, that is good. Yeah, because he's hiding from my wrath because I think <laughs> it had something to do with this. I think he was playing with the spoon and I was ignoring it. And then before I knew it, the soup bowl had gone cattywampus, as we say in the South. Oh, cattywampus. Well, cattywampus. Nice. I love, yeah. I love when we get to learn new... Uh... Uh, Southernism? Yeah. Cattywampus is kind of like the same thing as uh, diagonally across the street, except it's usually in a, in a fucked up way. Okay. Like it, it has spilled over. It has gone awry, asunder, askew. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And your it, plans can go cattywampus. Cattywampus. Nice. Yeah. It's not just physical. It's actually an idea as well. So cattywampus. Yeah. There okay. C a t t y w a m p u s. Cattywampus. Yeah. Shit, shit done gone sideways. Yeah. 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 Type that in Microsoft Word. I bet you you get um, a correction on it. Like, what is- <laughs> In Australia, we've got one that goes, well, I didn't come here to fuck spiders. Oh. <laughs> hey, with the spider... We don't the- need to know what that means. Yeah. Nope. That means. yeah. <laughs> and let's be real, with the spiders you guys got, I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be getting intimate with them. No. no. Uh, it's like Australia and then Florida for places to live where things want to kill you the most. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah. All right. Over to you, sir. Hey, everybody, this is Travis Illisor, and honestly, I've got, like, crazy job stuff I could talk about. I've got three trips I did this weekend to visit three different mothers I could talk about. None of this is important right now. I want to talk about snow cones. That's right. I'm snow cone lad this week. (laughs) 
I, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big snow cone aficionado. I have not kept my finger on the pulse of snow cone culture. It's just <laughs> ice and Kool-Aid. Snow cone technology. You, you would think More... that. But, yeah. like, snow cones, I remember from elementary school, you had red and blue uh-huh. and yellow, uh-huh. and that's where you, that was your choices. Hey, you know, yellow one because. Mm. Yeah. Because you learned but, uh, not to eat yellow snow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I've maybe had two snow cones since elementary school sometime years ago. Well, th- this weekend, yesterday, uh, I went to a snow cone place near where my mom lives. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's about 150 flavors you can get now. Holy crap. <laughs> there are so many combinations. They have ones where they put ice cream in them. They have all kinds of weird combinations and different ingredients. And I, I was overwhelmed. Mm. I went there and uh, I was with my mom and my uncle and uh, they, they apparently go to this place fairly regularly. Yeah. And I was like, I'll go with you, you know, and they knew exactly what they wanted right away. And Your I just wife, go up there uh, and I'm like, uh, um, uh, let's, you, oh, okay. What are they? And also they're really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and now I wish I had a snow cone place like that by me. Uh, I, I got a cotton candy one and it was so sweet and nice. Mm-hmm. And are, are you going to franchise this idea out? I mean, is that the plan? I mean, uh, I've already looked up and found uh, like two snow cone places near where I live. And I, oh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up, every uh, every gas station had a slush puppy machine with like a hundred different uh-huh. flavors of sticky, sticky substances. Yeah, well, either slush puppies, slurpees, or ices. Yeah, those are a little different though. These you eat with a spoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the refined shaved yeah. ice. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they so have something like this down in um, Epcot's Japan Pavilion. Gentrified snow cones. Yeah, it's it's a kakagori, and it's uh-huh. got rainbow or pineapple or blackberry or something else. And then for an extra dollar or something, you can get condensed milk on top of it. And I was like, oh, that sounds gross. Oh, my God. Huh. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the options where I went. They had multiple options I, I didn't even read the whole menu it's just all over the place this is all, all this makes me think of is is remember did anyone ever see the you know the old snoopy uh snow cone oh maker? yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I had I remember having one of those as a kid and now why uh, did you need one you could just go outside yes because that's the <laughs> snow you want to eat good grief no as as charlie brown would say good grief and everybody paul's intermonologue is dick anyway <laughs> sounds like somebody should be doing a snow cone podcast mm. ah, take a drink. possibly anyway that's me over to you jim hey everyone i'm jim purcell and this weekend i've been big deck energy lad excuse me Yes. <laughs> I am all burnt up. Excuse me. Uh, my parents were in town opening up their uh, summer camp, and part of this year they bought. End of last year they bought a brand new trailer, and so they had to remove all the old decking and put it aside. And then they're basically rebuilding it, uh, repairing it, rebuilding it on the new trailer, which is larger. And so we spent this weekend hauling these huge eight foot by eight foot pallets around. Uh, into the configuration my mother wanted. Mm. Uh, it's Mother's Day. Indeed. Yeah, the way that works. It is the day of mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Jackson's favorite day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, that's really been my weekend is basically helping my dad haul stuff around uh, the yard of their camp uh, so that when they come up and visit, they'll have someplace to stay that is not my house. So well, that's kind of handy too, really. Yes. About it. I mean, hey. <laughs> uh, but that's it for me. And joining us me. from the future. G'day, everybody. It's me, Derek Bins. And today I'm Blue Cover Kid. Mm-hmm. So there is a phenomenon of people who work in libraries and people who work in bookshops that people will come in and look at you and say, I'm looking for a book. But oh I can't God. remember who wrote it yes. or what it was about. Ah, but, but it's the a blue cover book. was blue. It's blue. It's blue. Yeah. And then they look at you with hopeful expectation that you will go, aha, yes, I know the one you are talking about. Ah, the blue book. Yeah. <laughs> the blue yes. book. Of course. Yeah. So I, I successfully managed to negotiate this once about 15 years ago when I was mm. putting books away on the shelf and banged my knee against this big book sticking out on a low shelf and looked at it and wow. I thought, what's this? Oh, this is the Decameron. This is 15th century saucy Italian plays. That's an interesting book. Yeah. Put it back on the shelf, walked around the sh- to the next bay of shelves, and a man said, I'm looking for this book. It's called the Decameron. And I went, aha, oh. I know the one you want. You win, yeah. Yes. So yesterday, or Saturday for me, when I was at work, and this lady came up to the counter where I was, and she said, I'm looking for something called the Legion. And the film, in my mind, the, the needle on the record scratched to a halt. And I went, this is my moment. Yes. This is where I will triumph. And I looked around and there was none of my colleagues there for me to be smug in their presence of. And then the movie in my mind started again. And the lady said, I'm looking for something called The Legion of Mary. And I went, oh. That, that's, a, that's a club I belong to. <laughs> <laughs> we all have the same superpowers. So Very nice. <laughs> so sadly, I did not triumph. Oh, that's sad. Although I worked in a bookstore for a long time, and Oprah was doing her book club on TV. Like every month, we would get a notice: this is going to be the book. You can't let it out till Wednesday, even though she's going to talk about it on Tuesday. We get it. Yep. And of course, people would come in and say, "I saw it on Oprah, and it had a blue cover." And you're like. Here are all the Oprah books. We have categorized them by color for you and only you. (laughs) It was just easier to do it that way. We finally broke down and said, here are the blue books. The blue Oprah books. Well, they were were by color, you know, red, orange, yellow. We used the rainbow because, you know, know. it was so distressing that people come in for a book, but they have no idea the title, the author. Not the plot. I saw Not, it on TV. I saw it on yeah. TV. You're like, you know, there's a lot of TV out there, man. <laughs> they they I mean, might have even, they might have even great. mentioned they might have even mentioned the title at some point Maybe. on that TV show. Are you Maybe. telling me there's more than one book? More than one book that you saw on TV? There is. Yeah. <laughs> there is more than one blue book. There is. There, there is. A popular color. To be sure. It's actually a, a new fashion trend to organize your books inside your house by color now. Ooh, like, that no, sounds no, like no. a nightmare. Yeah, I can't the, do that. I the correct way is to, is to file them by publishing year. Well, I, I've got my trades done by here's the team or book title and then by chronological year of order of publication, right? right. So 
But every time I pick them up and move them off the shelf to do whatever, I've got to go back and look them up because I don't remember which JLA was this or that without opening up and reading it. And then I'm not doing you don't, the you task don't I need you don't, to do. You and then, and then the rabbit hole the rabbit hole is open. Open. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so life hack. Here's a life hack. Just pull out the book right next to it to mark your place. I'm talking about like taking the books off the shelf entirely and moving. Oh, entirely. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. So I, now I've got like 24 different. <laughs> <laughs> stacks of books and it's just like oh yeah, so I'm, I'm looking so at the, the showcase like a you know a science but i do not still yeah ah anywho madness yeah there is nothing resembling the dewey decimal system on on the showcase shelf here well, if it was, it would all be the same freaking number. Well, this, that, of course, that's true. I mean, that's when you have to throw Dewey out the window and go, nope, you're useless, go away. Poof. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. It's just the way it is. Sorry, Dewey. I love you in a library, but not in my life. Mm. Go away. <laughs> ah. There you go. All right, let's move and, on and to of course, Michael is in a mission in deep Chicago. Yes, deep exactly. Chicago. In, in deep dish space. <laughs> yeah. The pizza that is a casserole. Indeed, indeed, cake. Um, cake. Mm, cake. Uh, indeed. Um, I was going to say cheesecake, but no, that's not it. <laughs> no. All right. So um, we almost had some Legion news this week. Oh, so oh, close. Everybody, so close. Uh, um, Bendis posted an Instagram picture of um, uh, one of, uh, can you say his name for me, Travis? Uh, Andre Lima. Arajo. Oh gosh, I had it last time. Arusho? Yeah. I had it one time. Anyway, um You know who we're talking about. Exactly. So uh anyway, he uh he posted this um in talking about a um a, 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 a basically uh he said that there is um it was just an example of where the two of them have worked together and how they are going to be doing a creator, a creator owned book elsewhere. So don't oh, know no. anything about that yet. So they, they certainly haven't announced anything, but, but for a moment, everyone was like, Oh, that's going to be the new Legion artist. No, and the answer no. is it is not. That's, 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 that's people easy. reading into anything and grasping at straws. Yeah. Yeah. The straws were, were grasped. Um, <laughs> that's true. It's true. But, there is Legion news coming, though. Don't worry about it. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's our job to worry about it. <laughs> it kind of is, but, uh, you know. You know what? We got pl- <laughs> Michael's got us scheduled out to, like, 2028, at least. Um, mm. um, so there better not be a new book that drops. Even if there isn't <laughs> another book added. So <laughs> we're We're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got we got stuff to do. We're we're okay. Indeed, indeed. Um, all right. So why don't we uh, move right into the issue? Derek, why don't you take us through this? My pleasure. We have Legion of Superheroes issue number forty-six, uh, with a cover by Travis Stuart Immen and Ron Boyd and Tom McCraw. Thank you kindly. Ah. On the cover, we have. Some dead legionnaires. There's zombie invisible kid, zombie magnetic kid, zombie chemical kim, zombie block, zombie sunboy, fighting fire fist, blood claw, laurel gand, and ultra boy. Now, in the print, in 
issue, there is a previously, which heads up the beginning of the letter page, which is a bit of an odd place to put a previously. Uh, after, after you've finished the reading end. the book. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, previously, Mordru, Lord Emperor of the Sorcerer's World, has merged his being with Mycenaal, the former White Witch, giving Mordru vast powers, LSH, LSH 44. Thus, Mordru was able to raise the remains of many of the greatest warriors of all time, including the dead of the Legion of Superheroes. The current day Legion has added four new Kundish members as the group confronts Mordru's armies to defend former United Planets worlds recently conquered by the Coons. On Trom, Roxas the Butcher has aided Mordru's spell to raise the native population there, LSH, LSH 45, which years ago Roxas slaughtered, Adventure 307. The sole Tromite survivor, Jan Ara, the former element lad, has been attacked by the risen dead and entombed in solid inertron. So, whenever I hear Roxas, whenever I hear Roxas the Butcher, it makes me think of uh, Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> so I, I, so I imagine Alan Melvin playing uh, Roxas. <laughs> Roxas. It's a whole different vibe, guys. It, it is. Totally <laughs> Not gonna is. lie. <laughs> Alice is gonna have words with him about that uh, short rib he tried to give her last week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bits of block. Uh, okay, so we open up on a combat splash page with, um, what have we got? We've got Laurel Gand fighting Zombie Block. We've got Zombie Magnetic Kid up in the top corner. We've got Lightning Less fighting one of Zombie Duo Damsel's bodies. We've got Ultra Boy fighting Zombie Chemical King. We've got Fire Fist zapping zombie sun boy and we've got blood claw down in the bottom here not fighting anybody and we start off with what looks to be a message from a galactic news network of some kind yes it's happening all across the galaxy many of the key conflicts have broken out on the planet sklar where the legion is engaging in the elite of mordru's armies we've received an unconfirmed report that the legion may be facing and ultra boy finishes finishes the line our own dead, that bastard Mordru, has set us up against our own dead. Lightning Lass shouts, retreat, everybody retreat. To which Bloodclaw goes, retreat. These humans retreat every time the enemy clears its throat. <laughs> it does sound like something a Russian guy would say I in the like 1980s that movie, Blood doesn't Claw it? Voice. <laughs> I like that, yeah, keep it, keep it. I, I like how the uh, the Luornu is, this must be the one that was... Uh, Killed by a chemo, uh, computer. Yes. Yeah, she's been because she was. She's yeah, because she was she was reduced to ashes. Yeah. Just like Karate Kid, so they're both gray and grainy, whereas the others just look like regular zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's the it's as though the dust has been reconstituted. Yeah. The the method of death affects the appearance. Which is so yep. neat. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now we have uh, Devlin and Lightning Lass and rock leaping for, to shelter. This way, people, down here, says Ayla. This, let's catch our breath and regroup. My God, Mr. Crin, the very Legion is attacking us now. <laughs> we should have been ready for it, Devlin, says Rock. We knew Mordru had risen the dead of Shanghalla. Heads up, it's Magnetic Kid. Pole, as zombie Magnetic Kid comes in for the attack. Here they hide those who would betray Lord Mordru. 
and he leaps onto Rock and grabs him by the throat, th- thrusting him to the ground. Pole, fight it, please. I'm your brother, for God's sake. And Shrinking Violet rushes up. Jeez, Rock, get with it. And she increases in size and punches Zombie Magnetic Kid in the face. This is not your brother. These guys are just weapons, empty shells. I, I know, I know, says Rock. I wasn't ready to see Paul like that. It, it is nice to get a quick moment of by defending Rock in battle after all their damage yes. in the series. Yes, so very much. I think that yes. was a nice, important moment right there. So, And we have Bloodclaw about to lay his bloody claws on Zombie Magnetic Kid. I harbor no such sentimental weakness. No, those who depose, oppose Mordru, says Zombie Magnetic Kid, cannot prevail. Oh, yeah, watch this. But there is magnetic symbols appearing as Zombie Magnetic Kid t- attacks Blood Claws. Magnetic Claws. Oh, no, it's Magneto and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. We know how this is going to end. Yeah, yep. I remember that issue. Uh, my Claws. What, what's happening? The power of Mordru, says Zombie Magnetic Kid. Oh, as uh, Blood Claw's claws are coming closer to his head. How is this possible? And Fire Fist is over battling with Zombie Sunboy. He is a Bralian. He is using his magnetic power on your claws. And he chikows his weapons into Zombie Magnetic Kid's shoulder. Uh, and as Magnetic Kid is hit, Rock grows, Paul, no! Damn your rotting carcass, says Fire Kid. Stop it now! Uh, and he once again, he shoots and zaps Magnetic Zombie Magnetic Kid, who's still ex- exerting force on Bloodclaw. Please, I, I cannot die by my own hand, says Bloodclaw. I, I must die as warrior. Paul, stop it, please, says Rock. I beg you! screams Bloodclaw. As those claws and, are digging in. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And there is a scream and Fire Fist splooms Zombie Magnetic Kid. No! Well, so and, uh, this means that Bloodclaw, as Michael's note uh, here says, uh, pour one out for Bloodclaw, who probably has the shortest tenure yep. as a Legionnaire in pre-Zero Ever. Hour Legion history at only four days. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> it seems like Firefist should have shot Bloodclaw so that he could have died as a warrior as opposed to by his own hand. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's I mean, that, that's just an interesting Kundian thing. Yeah. But it may also be you need to fight your own battles as a Kund as yeah. opposed to and, someone coming in and saving you. Yeah. So And also Firefist is a jerk. Well, there's that too. There is yeah. that, yes. <laughs> He is the Superman of uh, Kundian heroes. <laughs> Kundish Dickery. Kundish Dickery. <laughs> Kundish Dickery. Uh, so now we have Devlin uh, horrified by Blood Claws, Bloody Claws. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord. And Firefist is giving a bit of a eulogy. Demon Mother, accept this noble Blood Claw into your courts. And show no mercy to the human aberration as he chikow, chikow, chikows into Zombie Magnetic Kid. Rock is not ha- happy with this. Firefist, no. Leave Paul's body alone. This isn't his fault. 
the hell it isn't. Look out, shouts Devlin, as zombie Bloodclaw rises. Destroy all who oppose Mordru. He's one of them now, shouts Rock. You'll see what your worm-eaten brother has done. You'll see, shouts Firefist. May he rot in torment for eternity. Meanwhile, nearby, we have Ultra Boy battling Zombie Pharaoh Lad, Laurel Gan battling Zombie Block, and Projector battling Zombie Karate Kid. Uh, this will good. not go well. No. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Projector is going, Val, please, ah, as Zombie Karate Kid kicks her in the face. Uh, he's Your just ass. Just punch him. Yes. <laughs> your powers, your sorceress's illusions, useless against the eyes of Mordru. Projector thinks to herself, got to get out of here. He'll kill me. My own husband. The mystic portal, the link to my guides, the only chance I've got. Ancestors, let it protect me. All who oppose him, says the body of zombie karate kid that's hidden in some smoke and continues projector and let this hideous moment be purged from my memory and projectors two little spirit guides appear the naked boy with the strange eyes and gem thing in his throat and my favorite zombie um, samurai mouse yes projector you return to our realm at a time of crisis. The deadline is gone. The deadline? On Mordru's spell, you mean, says Projector. What do you mean it's gone? The distant fire. Put it out. You must d -d douse the distant fire. What fire? asks Projector. The fire, as it burns, there is no d -d -d deadline. Ah, and, and just a reminder to everybody... Projectra gave up the rest of her sensor girl powers when she retook the throne of Arando. So this is why you're not seeing her being all, you know, metaphysically crazy powered. And she only has the illusion and the oracles now in her power base. Meanwhile, Ultra Boy is battling zombie Chemical King and Spider Girl is battling. I don't know who that is. They're wrapped up in her hair. Any idea? Um, it, it, oh, is it Zombie Invisible it, Kid? I think it's Invisible Kid. Yeah, it's Invisible Kid. Ah, okay. The headband gives it away. Yeah, and the yeah. green boots. Mm. Although I think that other, I mean, that other guy kind of looks like a Green Lantern as opposed to Chemical King. Oh, that's true, so, yeah. When I was yeah. Yeah, reading it. It, it looks yeah. like Hal. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So. Uh, so Spider-Girl says, what about that deadline, Brainy? We've made it, says Brainy. Mordru's spell should be expiring now. As the battle continues. I don't know, Brain Doll, says Spider Girl. These guys don't look like they're going anywhere, says Ultra Boy. You sure your clock ain't running fast? adds Spider Girl. Uh, just give me a sec, says Brandy, and suddenly he's tackled by Zombie Duo Damsel. And we cut to Tharn, where in Mordru's chamber, the blue skin probes are relaying the battle to him. She's got Brainy, damn. What about the deadline? Forget the deadline. Keep fighting. The deadline is history. Nothing happened. Just keep fighting. Get down in the dirt. Yes, 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 says Mordru. Such a joy it is to hear their desperation. How sweet 
the sound of one's arrogant voices turned to anguish. Quite the object lesson, lesson eh, Vrykos? Uh, indeed, Excellency, says Vrykos. The power of hatred, my friend, never underestimated, continues Mordru. Mysa, the pitiable wretch, allowed it to dissolve her soul. Thus I absorbed her being, her powers, and at that moment my epoch began. But forgive me, Vrykos, how tiresome you must find my prattle. No, not at all, my lord, though I do come with important business. Word of Trom, report. The Tromite population of transmuters has been raised by Roxas, Excellency. They're now in your service. They've been dispatched to Pasnik. Excellent, my subject. Well done. Thank you, my lord. And now, if that is all, I wish to be left alone to relish the Legion's final torment without distraction. <laughs> and we cut to a strange red scene. And there's a face in the red mist. Something, something choking, can't breathe. And it's Nora. And there's a hand around her neck. Can't die in torment. Suffer the fate you intended for me. As we see a large Mordru with his hand outstretched and bodies hanging from it by their necks of Tenzel, Nora, John Johns and Kono. And suddenly... Nora wakes up. Mordru! Huh? Dreaming? What is it? Says Tenzel. Nothing, Tenzel. It's okay. It was a dream, wasn't it? Says Tenzel. It's okay, Tenzel. Really? And we have Kono and John Johns. She's seen our fate, says Kono. Nora, how do you know? I know. We mortals live lives that are but the dreams of Naltorians as they continue on in their ship. Right, and Michael uh, has a note here. Nora has a dream, and her dreams always come true. Take a drink! Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Trom, we have the voice of Jan. So dark, so alone. Where have you gone? You were all here. You were alive. My people, my race, alive again. No. I've been hallucinating. Inertron poisoning. I'm entombed in inertron. It's bonded to me, suffocating me. Concentrate. Transmute. Ah, did it. I did it. I dissolved the inertron shell. Oh, gods, no. It's really happened. My own race, their sacred remains. They did this to me. And Roxas is beside him. Yes, Jan, it's true. We're finally free. Roxas? You bloody murderer, says Jan as he grabs Roxas by the throat and lifts him off his feet. First you butchered my race, and now you desecrate their remains. I swear this time you won't be spared. Yes, Jan, says Roxas. Kill me. I welcome death. I've atoned for my sins. At last, my ravaged soul can rest in peace. Gods, what am I thinking? Get away from me, says Jan. Please, Jan, it's over. We're free. We can die in peace. Do it, Jan. You can be one with your race again. All you have to do is kill us. Please, just a merciful wave of your hand, Jan, and the suffering is over. Now, An really, element lad is considering his hand. Yeah, 
Yeah, and now let's recall the last time that uh, Jam met Roxas on Trom was in Superboy 211, which w- was when we first found out that Roxas was haunted by the souls of the dead Tromites. Of the dead, yeah. The Tromites he killed, yeah. Meanwhile, on Paznik, Kun occupied Paznik. Stay at your posts. Stay at your posts. This is suicide. Those are Tromites. They command the very elements. You're sending us to slaughter. We are Kuns. Stay at your posts and fire, fire, fire. As the Kundish soldiers are zapping at the invading Tromites and Paznakians are running for their lives. Now, a note on, the... pa- on Paznik. Um... This is where King John is from. He was mm. one of the UP commanders during the Kund War. Um, and it was also the site of the war between the nights and the days in Super Bowl <coughs> 193, which is where du- Duo Damsel first got her new costume that could split into orange and purple. Ah. Well, there you go. There you go. The Kundish, the Kundish soldiers are grumbling about their commander. May he rot in the ground. He doesn't care. He'll kill us all. Silence. Maintain your R. And the Kundish commander is zapped by one of the Tromite zombies. All who oppose him. And one of the Paznakian women goes, No, no, please. Wait. Up there. He's insane flying into this massacre. And a ship lands. And it is Element Lad and Roxas. Here? You bring us here? You wish to die after all, says Roxas. Mm. No, Roxas, not if it can be avoided, says Jan. People of Trom, brothers and sisters, please stop this carnage. He opposes Mordru, must eradicate. And the zombie traumites start transmuting various things around Jan and Roxas. Jan Arra, look out! I'll shield us. Oh, no, no, there are too many of them. As the platform they're on collapses and they fall to the ground. It, it, it's hopeless. We must surrender. Let them kill us painlessly, begs Roxas. No, says Jan. There's nothing more sacred to a Tromite than life itself. Not one of those bodies would willingly take a life ahead of its own. This sacrilege has got to end now, even if it takes my life to do it. Oh, Lord, says Roxas. Forgive me, my brothers and sisters, for hesitating to do this. And we see a couple of zombie Tromites. What? The mortal Tromite? What is he? Forgive me, says Jan as he's concentrating. And the zombie Tromites turn into crystal. Mm-hmm. And they fall to the ground. And Jan yells in pain and agony. And uh, who's that? That's a, that's a Paznakian. They're all freezing in place, changing. Every one of them, says Roxas, turn to crystal, Zaran crystal. And Jan has collapsed on the ground. You did it, says Roxas. Janara, you did it. You got them all. Paznik will live. Janara? Janara? Somebody, oh my lord, somebody help him, as Jan is slumped unconscious on the ground. Meanwhile, back on Sklar. We have Ultra Boy and Bloodclaw and Laurel Gand and Flaterweb battling Block, who Zombie Block, who has a great big stone column. Hmm. Ultra Boy is punching away at Zombie Bloodclaw. She's Bloodclaw. You were one of us. 
damn, how can you not remember? <laughs> it was only for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Zombie Block uh, uses his big piece of rock to punch Laurel Gang. <laughs> hey now, hey now. Heads up, Fleet Aware, Block is going to... But Laurel grabs... I'm going to rephrase what I was going to say. Laurel grabs the... No, that, the weapon, that doesn't work either. Hang on. Mm -mm, no. Mm -mm. Laurel retaliates by saying... There you go. There you go. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well played. All right, smart guy. Let's see how you like it. Well, maybe that text didn't go well. <laughs> um, and she smashes zombie block. Meanwhile, Projectra, Rock, and Brainy are running as explosions explode all around them. Where's Brainy? Back with us. He gave the Lornu body the slip. Jeez, now what? It's the Chemical King body, detonating underground methane pockets. Great, says Rock. Joe, Laurel, somebody, we need a little air support. And there's a big explosion. Now, people! And Ultra Boy comes zooming along and grabs the zombie Chemical King. Sorry, Rock, I'll clear him out for you. Going up, pal? No, must, must eradicate. Okay, then going down as the ultra boy throws him to the ground shipping off a bit of a cliff and plishing into a lake thanks joe says rock rock i don't know what we're going to do says brainy the 99 hour deadline is a fantasy and those corpses are getting more and more powerful well we're getting weaker adds projector no says rainy they're literally getting stronger my readings suggest you're, they're becoming whole and complete again. Let's see if I can confirm that, says Projector as she lights her mystic candle. Yes, yes. And her spirit guides speak to her. The great man is right. The corpses, they're getting stronger. If they're not soon dispatched, they will become eternal, unconquerable. How do we stop them, asked Projector. The fire... The, the, the distant fire, it must be extinguished. Fire? I still don't understand. Rock, Mordrill is going to have a completely loyal army that's virtually immortal, says Brainy. We've got no choice but to... As Zombie Block comes over the lip of the crater. Whoa, scramble, yells Rock. But Laurel is there. Oh, gee, sorry, guys. He got away from me. Eradicate, says Zombie Block. It's all right, Laurel, just do something, shouts Rock. Okay, and with a poom and a hurrah, Zombie Block is punched away over the horizon. Good, uh, good going, says Rock. Thanks, phew, says Laurel. Over to the East Rock, in those hills, check it out. What is it? Some kind of, oh, some kind of fire, says Laurel. That smoke from it. That's making it so hazy. A fire, says Projectra. A distant fire, says Brainy. Meanwhile, back on Tharn, the probes are still reporting what's happening. Rock, that's it, the distant fire. That's what we're supposed to do. No, says Mordru. The probes continue reporting. Right, the fire is mystical. Mordru is using it to relay his magic to Sklar. That's how he overcame the 99-hour deadline. No, says Mordru. Ah. Bloody lucky pack of snaping jackals, damn it. My coven, to work. Prepare oh, yeah, the like final limb of the jackals. spells. That's funny. 
and Mordru's Coven, who I don't know, but, but they all look like variations of Mysa. Yeah, they're all yeah. maybe maybe for the one that like yeah. have. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Coven says the final limb, but Lord Emperor, the final limb. <laughs> I the comfy chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take a drink. <laughs> Shall we Pardon? get the comfy chair? Cardinal <laughs> Biggles. Perhaps <laughs> 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 yeah. you would like a shrubbery? <laughs> oh, teary bee. Um, where was it? Hang on. <clears throat> more, more. <laughs> I swear to bloody hell, they will not stop me now. And the probes continue reporting what's happening on Sklar. Okay, you seven will handle the mission. Right, Mr. Kren. <laughs> yes. And back on Sklar. <laughs> we need to locate that fire and snuff it out as quickly as possible. Understood, Rock? All right. Veilmist, get them up there as closely as you can. And Veilmist teleports them. Close and safe, Master Rock. And the seven are suddenly on a snow-covered mountain overlooking a large fire surrounded by more of Mordru's Mysa-looking coven. And they're chanting around the, the fire, boiling blood and melting marrow, breathe out eternal life. And suddenly we're in the cursed play. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it of a finny snake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who was that? That's Firefist and Lightning Lass are up on the ridge. Destroy the demon blade! Fire, fire, fire! Shouts Ayla as they chow and Shrek, and the fire goes pathoom! Close oh, enough, take a drink! And the, the coven look up and see them on the ridge. There, infidels, they're trying to halt what is ordained in the heavens. Sisters, Join with me. Let Mordru's power cleanse them. And they co-whoosh a big fiery ball of fire towards them. But Devlin steps forward. Behind me, Mishrans. I'll reflect it right back at them. Which he does. And the coven go, oh! That is really handy because usually magic works differently than normal yeah. energies in the DCU. So good on you, Devlin. Yeah. Meanwhile, higher up the mountain, where the snow is packed Laurel Gand is there. Hmm, this looks like an appropriate spot. Yeah, the angle is pretty much perfect. And she zaps it with her super daxamite vision. So just attach a flash vision and... I, uh, th that line made me piss at the Superman office. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> and she sets off an avalanche. Mutter of mercy, shouts Devlin. An avalanche! Meanwhile, down, down where the fire was, the avalanche had smothered it out. The fire! Oh, no! Our spell is broken. The father's magic. Cut off. And we cut to zombie Chemical King and zombie Sunboy attacking uh, Rock and Brainy and Projector, and zombie Karate Kid is there, too, with much swooshing and plamming. It's too late, shouts Rock. The team must have failed. Foul! No, shouts Projectra as he um, attacks her with his super karate. Please, no. Now prepare to join Mordru's realm. Mordru's realm as he grabs Projectra by the clothes and is about to deliver a lethal karate chop when suddenly, oh, 
and something black and viscous vomits out of his mouth and eyes. And Projector goes, Val, Val. That's some bad juju right there. The body of Zombie Chemical King and Zombie Sunboy and Zombie Karate Kid are lying on the ground. And Rock is comforting Jackie. Don't look, Jackie. Oh, God, don't look. And Jackie says, couldn't, couldn't Mordrew have spared us this? Next, Buried Alive. Oh my. And mm. This issue was brought to us by Tom and Mary Beerbaum writers, Stuart Immerman and Ron Boyd artists, Bob Panana letterers, Tom McCraw colours, Eddie Baganza assistant editor, and Casey Carlson editor. Wow, there so, we go. Thank you, sir. So the little caption that says Next, Buried Alive, does that look kind of out of place to anyone else? Yeah, it, it looks kind of dropped yeah. in, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It almost looks like they meant it for this issue in a way. It's like, oh, this is the next story, Buried Alive. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just. Yeah, it we don't very, we don't normally get anything about the next issue anyway, and this it just looks out of place. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems odd. It seems odd, and it and it and the way it's laid out is strange too. Yeah, um, you know, we've My, got a weird. We it, it's it's flush against the bottom, like the credits mm-hmm. panel, but it has an ever so slight gutter above it with the other. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It doesn't like the, the design of it doesn't make sense. It's it's a weird looking font proportional to the credits mm-hmm. too yeah you know so yeah it looks dropped in for sure um, like we have we have some white space we must fill it <laughs> hey i does, know buried alive so we saw devlin finally use his um a, a power of reflecting attacks michael asks if we remember when devlin learned he could reflect attacks on him oh i don't actually know if is we ever saw that. First time on panel. we saw it. I think I... it happened. No, it's the first time we've seen it. But he talked about because he, when Lightning Lad struck him, right? It he got kind of a feedback. Right. Didn't affect Lightning Lad, but uh, that's why they thought he was a threat. So then they all piled on him. You know? He got his powers when the the uh, power sphere exploded, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We yeah. Well. That's what we've been told, you know. So, so now we know it's this, but it does seem, it, it seems that this would have been a strange time to test that for the first time. True, true. Because um, that's the thing; he's been in all these fight scenes, and mostly he's just been running away. Yeah. yeah. When really he'd be Run like, away. he'd Run be away. like, he should have been like the guy to get hit by everybody and just destroy them. Because mm-hmm. they're just zombies. Think. Yeah, you would think, but no. Just let Val beat on him, and then Val beat himself up. Perfect. True. I'm sure Travis has a sketch of exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Devlin versus Karate Kid. Yeah, that would work. No. Maybe one no. day. Maybe no, one, one day. day. One day. You're going to run out of character sooner or later, Travis. Come on. No, I really won't. Lensy <laughs> 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 going on there. All right. Um... So over on It's Okay, I'm a Senator, uh, Tom Beerbaum had some the following notes on this issue. Uh, he says, as we continue into the fourth issue of the Mordru Arises storyline, this is probably the issue that offers the strongest evidence that we may have stretched the story over too many issues, as uh. some readers felt. <laughs> 
The cover itself doesn't depict anything compelling unless you look closely enough to see that the current Legion is fighting the corpses of the deceased Legionnaires. I think we were envisioning that as a pretty powerful promotable plot line, but there's no copy on the cover, and the dead Legionnaires aren't all that striking or identifiable. For one thing, the costumes of guys like Chemical King and Magnetic Kid aren't especially uh, memorable, and Invisible Invisible Kid 1 is shown from the back and with his headband covered, so the two most identifiable parts of his very recognizable uniform Mm -hmm. aren't visible. Block is in his evolved form that he had that he only had right at the end of his life, so he's pretty hard to place. And some boy is down in the corner of the cover with his back to the reader, so again, an immediately identifiable uniform looks just like a generic outfit to the buying public. It almost mm-hmm. seems as if there was an intentional effort to hide the traditional old school spandex look of the earlier Legion. Mm. Mm. Um, now, uh, we noted actually just before we, um, you know, it's interesting, Tom, make, raising that point because uh, as we were getting re- prepping to do the show, I opened the issue and I said to the guys, it's like, didn't we do this last week? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. uh, you guys pointed out to me, no, there's dead legionnaires at the beginning. They showed up at the end of the last one. Oh, all right. Okay. That's what happens when we do a, a yada yada in between, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, that, that, you know, I, I get where he's coming from with that. There were some elements I thought, especially in the last page, uh, like that, that Jackie face on the last page, um, where it reminded me a lot of the Jason Pearson art on the title, uh, from Mm -hmm. way back. Um, and so that, you know, sort of provides an interesting bridge between the two, between the two artists. Um, All right. Uh, He says, we had come up with some pretty striking cover ideas for this multi-part story, but the issue 46 cover didn't quite come together. In fact, I barely remembered it when I dug out the issue. Mm. A big chunk of this issue is devoted to the Living Legion versus Dead Legion melee because we felt for once there was some real weight to a Legion slugfest as we see the Legionnaires forced to battle the remains of some beloved uh, comrades. And yeah, there was some uh, some interesting stuff there, you know, especially with Rock reacting to uh, to Magnetic Kid, and um, uh, you know, and and certainly Jackie versus uh, Val. Um, he then adds, uh, overall, it feels to me like there are a lot of excellent concepts working together in a strong story. It's probably not exactly an ideal plot to have thrown at Stuart Eminem just as he was breaking out as a top level artist. Very challenging for any artist to illustrate the hordes of characters and to focus on the kind of visual hooks that would have sorted things out more efficiently for the readers. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm really thinking of how much more impactful the cover could have been if, for example, they'd have divided it up into separate panels with uh, captions like Laurel, Gla- Laurel Gand versus Block, Rock versus Paul, uh, Projectra versus Karate Kid, etc., with artwork that really made the dead Legionnaires identifiable both as important characters from the Legion's past and unstoppable corpse warriors. Uh, Still lots of amazing artwork through this issue, and we were very lucky to have someone as skilled as Stuart to illustrate it. Now, Jim, you had noted that the DC Universe uh, copy of this 
It seems that the digital copy on DC Universe and Comixology has really washed out colors. And this has been an ongoing problem, I think, with most of this era, uh, the the five years later period on those platforms. Right. Uh, Because I took a look at some actual scans of the actual issues and the coloring is way better. Like there's a lot there's a lot more gradient tones in the skin colors because in the digital copy, like Joe's face is white, like there's no pink at all. And like the the Kun characters all have white faces too, so you can barely tell they're Kuns. Right. Because I assume they're yellow in the yeah, they, they should be more yellowy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does vary a little bit. Sometimes it looks a little better, but sometimes these issues just uh, the I don't know what uh, how it happened, but it just seems to be a, a problem mm. uh, uh, for this run, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there was you know there was a lot of. Um... You know, I think a lot of these of the stuff for these was early on. You know, they 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 recolored a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think this is a case of recoloring though, because side by side comparison with the uh, with the scan yeah. shows that the gradient, the the like the the highlights, the color highlights, the uh, stuff like that seems to match up. It simply looks like somebody cranked up the levels yeah. on the white levels well, <laughs> for some reason. So a strange rebalance. Yeah, probably because they probably um just to guess. I'm gonna guess these were scans, and maybe they did this to get rid of some of like the dot patterns, maybe. Possible uh, scan yeah. copies. Yeah, because still would have. Um, I'm trying to think, would there have been half tone? I I don't have a print copy, but uh, maybe it helped with the uh, the look of the triple girl and the Karate Kid corpse. Yeah, yeah. Just because they were so ashy looking. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think it was a case. It wasn't. It wasn't just this this arc. It's it, like I said. It's this it goes all the way back to like the Giffen issues. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe it was just early on in the uh, processing. I think yeah. it's just the, these issues were added early on in the when Comicsology. These these issues would have originally been standard definition to start with, and then they were mm-hmm. upgraded to HD at some point. Yeah. And I think whenever that process happened, it just I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something went wrong. Something yeah. went wrong, and it's kind of it's part of the reason why I was so annoyed that um, the Omnibus hardcover didn't get a digital version because I feel being a newer edition, uh, the reproduction would have been a lot better digitally. Yeah, yeah they probably Granted, said we already have it, so why why well, it, it, Omnibus? DC DC seems to have a thing where they don't put hardcovers uh, on the app, right. or at least certain Omnibuses. Uh, they only put like. The next level down, like deluxe editions, graphic novels, not 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 stuff that well, collects like fifty issues. You know, the first couple of years of Comicsology, they didn't put any collection at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it was only true. individual issues, only single issues, and now it's like you can go back and it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, they've they've like, been very weird with their strategy on that. Like like the like uh, the uh, Silver Age omnibuses, the hardcover versions that are like twice as thick did not co- go on uh, Comicsology. But the paperback versions that split them in two did. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know why they I make their, if that, that choice. A, you know, we figure people who are getting the hardcover will buy the actual hardcover, and the people who don't care about format will. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I also think it's because it might cost a hundred bucks, and they don't want to charge a hundred bucks for a book. Yeah. Uh, until the paperback comes out for more affordable thirty, yeah. maybe. I also wonder, like, when the omnibus goes out of print, which all of these end up going out of print. Oh, yeah. yeah. If it goes out of print, go ahead and add it then. 
Yeah. 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 Exactly. You can keep making money off of it. I'm actually a little annoyed because back when they announced the transition from the DC Universe to DC Infinity, right. they said they were going to add trade paperbacks to it, and they haven't done it yet. Well, you know. Then their whole digital team got fired, you know? So. Well, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that uh, do it, yeah. that's possible, too, right? So, yeah. That, that'd be a big, uh, a big factor, for sure. Yeah. Although, to be fair, they have been adding a lot more catalog stuff mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, they um, they just started. They they quit for a little while. They did. They've, they've started back. Yeah. Granted, it's mostly milestone stuff to promote the milestone yeah, return, what, but there's other stuff do. too. They're gonna they're gonna. At least they're putting the stuff catalog. up mindfully. You know, like yeah. like at, at least uh, there's some rhyme or reason to it. They, they still don't have. They still got a, a Suicide Squad movie and Peacemaker TV series coming, and not a single Peacemaker comic. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, there's only four. And uh, I'm pretty well, sure there's, the, there's the old Charlton stuff. They yeah, could at least they, have a collection. Yeah. They, uh, they could put it out there. Yeah. They have own it. something for someone to buy. Do yeah. You've known about this for a couple years. Do a new series. Do Jan- something. I'm pretty sure Janice Conspiracy is on there as well as. It, uh, yes, it is. It, it Extreme is. Justice era stuff. Yeah, but if someone watches a movie and say, oh, let me look up Peacemaker, that's not coming up. Right. It, it's well, yeah. I don't. I don't Just know. To, to be know. fair, because, because even, even, with, even even with the Charleston stuff, there isn't a lot of Peacemaker stuff. At you you got enough to make a reprint collection, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's YouTube's about it. You know mm. about the the history of Peacemaker. I yeah, that, that doesn't make DC any money. <laughs> no, but but they no, they, but they they seem allergic to making to money. Know, there's you know there are resources if DC's too slow on the blocks you know. Yeah. It's kind of like when the Supergirl TV series came out and there was no Supergirl series and not a single collection in print. Yeah. Yep. It's like, why can't you learn? Yep. When Marvel have something coming, like they have four Taskmaster collections and a new series, because just because he's going to be in Black Widow, they yeah. take advantage of everything. Yeah. yeah. DC are just like, what? You know. Shazam, Shazam movie was the same problem. No new Captain Marvel stuff. Ridiculous. Yeah. No collections. Yeah. It's just. This, this is a case of company whose left hand and right hand do not talk yep. that's just but even though they know it's like now nah, we're not gonna do it we're not gonna mess with that because that's not our profit margin right to put out a new captain marvel series or a new peacemaker series they're concentrating on batman because batman sells that's all they concentrate on yep that's mm-hmm. it that, that is it and until we get away from you must make a profit you must be independent as opposed to just an ip farm that can take a loss because Warner Brothers is going to recoup that later. Because Warner Brothers may not recoup that later, to be honest, you know, with their movies. It's it's going to be hard to get away from everything everything Batman. All the Batman all the time. Yeah. I'm surprised they've not announced Batman and the Legion of Superheroes as an ongoing. So, oh, you know. it, it, it may have come close one time. Now, oh, that, I, now that Robin is a member, always. <laughs> you know, always. I, I, have, I have a loose outline of an Elseworld called Super uh, Batman and Legion of Superheroes. Um, doesn't doesn't shock me at all. Karate you, Kid founder. There was that issue of Brave and the Bull with Batman you, and Legion on it. And I was like, oh, that could be a thing. <laughs> Uh, remind me to talk to y'all offline about that sometime. I can tell you a story. Now, people already think we know too much, Travis. And that on the show. I do know too much. That's the problem. I know too many comic creators. I hear too many stories. All right, folks. You heard it from him. All right. Well, I am going to... Uh, 
before you segue on, Paul, I just want to say this. Uh, this actually feels like a good story, though. It, you know, with all my bitching about Misa being gone from the book for a year, we finally are getting uh, a quasi decent arc about finishing up that story here because it mm-hmm. had action, it oh, had yeah. plot, it moved forward at a decent pace. Yeah, you know, it, it was good. I felt. I, I really like this. I thought. I mean, after. No, no offense to Giffen, he's a genius and all, but it was it was really kind of plotting, and there's too many subplots not being addressed and everything. And the beer bomb's just kind of like, hey, let's do some stuff. Let's, let's tie this together and do some things. Move yep. it forward. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like it as much uh, as you two seem to. Uh, my feeling is, it's just a bunch of dudes punching each other without a lot of rhyme or reason. The more interesting Miza stuff is kind of been put, especially for this issue, is pushed into the background. True. To me, to me, this feels a lot like the uh, uh, the war stuff from that fill-in arc way back at the start. Uh, it just kind of feels like more of that, and I didn't like that as much either. I, I can see that, but I kind of consider the Brainy Rock Projectra part of this as the main part of the story. Okay. Because they're trying to figure out what's going on and how to stop Mordru. Right. That that was the main thrust of this part, but then you have the background story of Kono, Dreamy, Tenzel, and John going off to confront Mordru. Right. And so like, yeah, the the Jan that's going to be the final, and th- and then of course Jan was another subplot, but yeah. it all made sense. You know, it wasn't th- this was all put in motion together. Yeah. And it's going to resolve together, but there are still some glaring things like where's. I mean, Impulse and Celeste are still on quarantine. They didn't come to help with this. Yeah. Because they're they're not in this at all. Well, they're probably fighting zombies on quarantine. Possibly. Well, we don't Maybe. see them. Yeah. We, I think we saw that at the very beginning. Yeah. But if I was a legionnaire, I'd be like, uh, let's get let's go to the team. The team needs us. Yeah. You know. But I can I can understand them needing to protect the patients. I mean, this is, a, this is a galactic back. this is a galactic wide threat. Basically, yeah. wherever you are, you are doing the superhero thing. I would assume. Yep, uh, but it would have been nice to like check in on that, right? The same with Lightning Lad. We left him with his parents attacking him, you know that, and that was dropped. So yeah, you I, could have had a couple panels on one page just kind of showing where everybody else is at, as opposed to just seeing like mm-hmm. Ultra Boy and and Laurel beat Deadly Janaires up. I get it. Beat but, up, beat up Block. You know, yep. insult that after injury. You know, every, <laughs> Poor every block. time, every time. <laughs> But I, I still felt it was better than like the the whole Earth War thing that yeah. went on forever and felt way too plotting. This felt more like, uh, I guess, a Star Wars series as opposed it, to Babylon was, Five. Yeah, it was much. It was it was much brisker for sure. Yeah. It, it's definitely slightly better than all the Legionnaires hanging out at their base, not oh. doing anything. Talking, yeah. Which does which was a big problem, especially during Terra Mosaic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everything on Earth didn't really involve the Adult Legion at all, mm-hmm. except for a handful of them. Yep. Agreed. That was my big problem. It's like, where are they? Why? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. King John's like, no, no, you can't interfere. Um, no, interfere. There, <laughs> there is. I why you're here. During this entire period, there is a certain aspect of the Legion being a lot significantly more reactive than proactive. Yep. which I think is a big weak, a general overall weakness of the era. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for the most part, this series has been about individuals and their like individual stories. They just happen to be part of the Legion. 
Yeah, it, I guess. It, it was always more of a character piece than a plot piece. Yeah, and, then, then and, I, yeah, yeah. And now that the SW six guys have got their own book, that means that those plot lines don't have to be addressed in the main yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So now there's more time for the adults to do what they need to do. Yeah. Right. Which was a good thing to spin them off and get them out of the book completely. Right. Though it is odd, they almost never seem to interact. Uh, well, I think that's uh, editorial for one. Yeah, I think it's just to make it clean. And, yeah. yeah. So if you're reading Legionnaires, you don't have to read Legionnaires. It, it, I think it's that's like that whole, like, like, we don't have to be confused by which one is yeah. grown-up uh, Cosmic Boy and which one is kid Cosmic Boy. Yeah, you know, that the, kind of stuff. it's the whole JLA-JSA crossover thing, you know, where, hey, we've got two Supermen in this book. Wait, that's confusing. Put in that thing about the multiverse, would you? Yeah. You know? One significantly older looking than the other. But show okay, them, we'll, show them the, again. show them the Krona thing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show them, show them the hand thing. Yeah, yeah. And see Julie Schwartz doing that from space. Put the hand back in the book. That's the damn problem. <laughs> Put the goddamn hand back in there. God loved Julie Schwartz. Loved him. <laughs> loved him. All right. Um, getting into uh, the the mailbag. Oh. Mailbag time. Um, from Dan Bowman, uh, episode 649, Legion of Dead Heroes. Hmm, I'm sensing a theme. Um, he says, uh, coincidentally, I read the first issue of the new Green Lantern series the day before I listened to this episode. They pick, they're picking up the, th the threads of Bendis' baby UP storyline with a massive summit on Oa. Uh, Bismol and Hycraeus are both name dropped as well. And there's an interesting sequence in which a party from Xerox shows up and both Gemworld and the Starheart are mentioned. Remember the Starheart? Oh, I, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're supposed to get a JSA reboot at some point, right? Apparently, yes. Um, I think we get, wasn't there like a little teaser posted about that? Yeah, until they publish it, I don't believe it yeah, anymore. Yeah, I hear Honestly, you. Honestly, that's where I am in my life. Like, oh, that book came out? Sweet. Let's go read it. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, yep. And uh, there, so he says, uh, um, yeah, both uh, Gemworld and the Starheart are mentioned in reference to that planet. It seems like a conflict uh, between <laughs> magic users and guardians slash lanterns is a Bruin. And I wonder if more Drew is far behind. I hear you, Dan. I'm wondering if we can hear the sounds of a jet ski. Because <laughs> then we will know. Then and we can, we, know. can we just go back and be honest? If you've not watched those specials, yeah. you need to go watch yeah, those specials. Yeah. I'm sure they're on YouTube somewhere. No, they are. They are. Le Legends of the Superheroes, kids. Mandatory viewing if you're a comic book fan. Absolutely. You can see how far we've come. <laughs> We started here. Like yeah, started, yeah, right. Like, you know, black and white Batman serials. <laughs> and then oh, we get yeah. this. Oh, Dr. Drew on a jet ski. Yeah, baby. That was like so 70s. At 70s. I, I think Mordrew on a jet ski should always be the uh, superhero goal. So. Totally. Um, I may be on my own on that. Even, uh, even if they put him on a space jet ski at some point in a comic. I would oh, just a jet ski. I would want that piece of art. He should like sweep his arm out with his cape flowing behind him and say, "Get me my jet ski." Well, yes. it became <laughs> the, yes. 
Yeah, it became such a big deal that I think at, it, I don't know if it was Six Flags or not, but they had a group of water ski acrobats dress up like superheroes and perform in some parks. So that yeah. became a thing. We're like, why is Aquaman on the ski? I always remember. I always remember that that ad <laughs> on the back swim? of on like the back cover of a bunch of comics in the late seventies yeah. where they had them all um, on water skis. Yep. Water ski shows were a thing. Yeah. Yep. For a hot a minute. For a hot minute, baby. Hey, you know what? Uh, there are all kinds of things like that that happened back <laughs> in history. And, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we set it up for you, friend. <laughs> yeah, you did. And uh, you know, uh, you may choose to uh, to hop on a, a jet ski to uh, to make your way through history, and maybe you can find out what happened this week in Legion history. Darren, what happened this week in Legion history? Well, first of all, full credit to uh, Mr. Grabois, who is in absentia tonight for his notes, because I would not have a clue as to what happened in Legion history. That <laughs> that is his thing. So here we are, 35 years ago, on May 15th, 1986. Who's Who, the definitive directory of the DC Universe number 18 comes out. Phantom Girl to Pursuer, which Legion characters are in this volume? Phantom Girl Girl and Pursuer. Is it Phantom Girl? Pursuer is not a Legion character. Wait, oh. I'm thinking of of Persecutor. You think you're You think you're Persuader, (laughs) yeah. Pursuer is a new God's character. Right. So Phantom Girl. Yep, that's correct. There are three easy ones and then a bonus one. If you get the bonus one, you get a special surprise from me. Hold on. These are all P names. So there's Phantom Girl and there's Polar Boy. Brody. Polar, Polar Boy. Polar Boy and Brody Boy. Yeah. There you go. Or Lightning Lads, we like to call him. Yeah. <laughs> As everybody Brody, else calls Brody him. Brody 1 and Brody 2. No, no, nope. sorry. Just for no. Him. They were they had, they were both in there, but they all had the same there, page, right? One, it was one page with both of them. So Prody. Prince's I'm sure projector. we could call them Prody one and Prody two. Nope, projector uh, did PPRs not. PPRs later. Get a. Yeah, she was in. Sen- she was sensor girl. Sensor girl, time, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh. She did not get a page in the P's. It'll be obscure. Or the Q's for Queen, because <laughs> so. she was Queen as of this, you know publication or sensor girl but we didn't know that yet this was Uh, this was the big clue that she was sensor girl she was not in the peas it's like wait a minute pulsar stargrave pulsar stargrave is correct yeah now you want the bonus the hard the hard pulsar stargrave not the bonus no he's not the bonus he's a full-on villain he's got a page to himself yeah really okay he's not the hard one so and we, you're going to kick yourself. I mean, we've got Phantom Girl in here. You do. You have Phantom Girl. Phantom Girl, yeah. <laughs> He's giving you a hint, even though you missed it twice. <laughs> Wait, is this a character? It is and it isn't. It's a page that features a Legion character, but it's not a character's name. Oh, is it a Phantom Zone? It is, that because Monel is on that page. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Nicely done, Jim. Um, yeah, so on, 30, 30 years ago, 51491, Legion of Superheroes, Volume 4, Number 20, Rockcrin recalls the Bonado Bay incident and Earth copes with the destruction of many of its cities and the moon. And we did that in episode 582. Goodness. 
25 years ago on 5-15-96. Legionnaires number 38, spotlight on Saturn Girl. Livewire, Saturn Girl, and Cosmic Boy travel to Titan to smooth over anger between Titan and Brawl in a goodwill tour. Meanwhile, the Legionnaires elect Shrinking Violet as the new Legion leader, and we are tentatively going to do that in late 2023. Oh, my. This is how this is how deep his spreadsheet is, yeah, people. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> we we fear. Another we fear the out. spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> we'll get rancid messenger at two a.m. when he discovers it. What? And it'll wake me up. I, I can't have can't have that at all. Remind me to turn off notifications before I go to bed. Anyway, um, twenty years ago. On 5-9-2001, Starman Volume 2, number 79, Tom Keller appears in the conclusion to the three-part 1951. The Mist's true plans for Opal's stolen science are revealed. Jack, Hourman, and the Starman of 1951 know that danger and madness lie ahead if they are to defeat the villain, but is there more to uncover? I'm going to say yes. Hopefully. Ten years ago, 5-11-2011, DC Comics presents Legion of Superheroes number one, the corrected version. This was the corrected version of the four-part Abnet Landing Legion of the Damned story yes. that was first printed in the wrong order. And I have a copy of the wrong order one. Same. Which is just <laughs> amazing. And our only note from the future, 950 years from now, on 5-9-29-71, on Durla... Reap Daggle is forced to kill his twin brother Licht during the Bridge of Passage ritual. Oh my. And that's a happy one. So that's what happened in the history of the Legion for this week. Very nice. Thank you, Darren. You're welcome. Gentlemen, thanks very much. Derek, thank you for joining us. It is always a pleasure to have you uh, have you on, on our show. Oh, thank you very much. All right, folks. So comments can be sent to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Sure. You can uh, join us uh, in our conversation on the Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. Check the messages coming in on uh, Travis's uh, uh, comic art fans page <laughs> because we can do that in, on the computer in there, you know, as long as you brush the pink fuzz aside. And we will see you all next week. I really want a snow cone now. 